Mr. Anderson, welcome back to the podcast studio for episode number 14. Uh, we've got a special interview today at the end of our program with a legend of FHC, Ken George. But what else are we going to be talking about today, my friend? Well, first of all, great to be here, John. In fact, I'm lucky to be here today. Lucky to be here today. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of things, but uh, fourth grade fun day, girls on the run recap, summer send off, uh, Memorial Day recap, and we're going to talk some sports and just kind of... Uh, Go with the summer send-off here. It's the last Friday of the year, but uh, I, I tell you, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky to be here. I went uh, fishing on the Detroit River last Saturday Okay. Um, with my father, his good friend, a guy named Dave, and my Iranian friend, Rasul Salati, who has never been, you know, American fishing. Any, anyhow, uh, we went out on the river, John, and the seas were angry, my friend. Uh, we oh, were in, so this is like a near-death experience. This is like a near-death. I don't. I near-swim experience. Oh wow! So we went out on a 14-foot aluminum boat. Four guys probably shouldn't have been doing that. Uh, it was a cold day. It was probably in the 40s when we when we took off on the river. And I don't know if you've ever fished on the Detroit River. I have but not. It, but it is a fast-flowing river, and it, it is de- deceiving. And we go out, and it's pr- it's pretty choppy. And as I'm going out, my dad's been there a bunch of times. It's an e-course. We launch into the river, and right away we start, like the water starts spraying over the bow of the boat. And my Iranian friend who, on the way out, I go, um, you know, we've got those little seat life preserver oh yeah the cushions with the the straps on exactly and i say to my my iranian friend rasul uh can you swim uh can you swim and he goes yes i can swim you know and and very very confident and so i'm like okay all right we're good and you know my father's going on he's gonna be 70 and they're wearing all this this uh warm weather gear we get out on the river and it is it's the wind picks up the waves start crashing in. Our anchor won't hold us in. We're out, we're out there fishing for about an hour, and we, we catch a few fish, a few white bass, and finally my father, who shows no fear, finally says, okay, one more fish. We catch one more fish, and we're going in. And I looked at him, and I said, Dad, that's what Captain Ahab said. Yeah. And, uh, and, he, and, and he, he goes, you're right. And he reels it in as fast as we could go. And I right then I knew, like, we're in some – we're in some danger. Yeah, he was trying to play it off and be you know, the calm, cool, collected he one, was, as he, he always is. But. He's very calm, cool, collected. He was not trying to be rattled, but it, it became very evident as the waves kicked up. I mean, I don't know nautical you know, meteorology or, or whatever, but um, it was probably two to three foot waves on the Detroit River. Anyhow, we start motoring in, and we aren't moving very fast, and the waves are crashing up. And every time you ever seen deadliest catch where you come oh, up yeah. over oh, a swell sure. and you come down and I would go, here it comes, here it comes. And I thought every wave that was coming at us was like the last one. So I grab uh, Rasul. Uh, he's got a vest on and I grab him because I'm fairly certain he said he, he could swim. I didn't think he could <laughs> swim. So my dad's motoring and I'd say, here it comes, here comes a wave. And I look back and he goes, I know. And he's taking his nose right into the wave. And he knew that if you took the wave sideways, you're you done. You're going to You're done. So anyways, we come around the corner on the Detroit River and all of a sudden I go, hey, hey, here came a capsized boat. Oh, geez. A freshly capsized boat, This about a 16-foot Yamaha fishing boat, capsized. It floats past us, seats follow the food a bag of cheetos follow and all their swimming gear and whatever it passes us and i'm like look for people look and we're recording this look for people we come around the next bend and there's four guys on the seawall clinging to the fence 
we couldn't we couldn't stop because what are we going to do? Take on more weight, right? So, so we call nine one one as we're heading in, and we've got about a half a mile to go. Anyhow, very harrowing experience. We make it back to the dock, barely make it back to the dock, and. I get to the dock and we're standing there and kind of hands on our hips, not believing what we have just seen. We've, you know, a, a sunken boat, four guys clinging, you know, for their lives onto the onto the seawall. We see the police arrive, you know, the, the rescue. And Rasul looks looks back at me and he goes, "I cannot swim." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, I was like, and I I tell you what, my adrenaline starts pumping just talking about that story. And I looked at my dad, and he's like, "Yeah, that was bad. We're we're lucky." He goes, "I thought we were going for a swim, and uh, we were in we were in some some danger." And uh, I thought, "Where am I going? Am I swimming to the seawall? Am I floating down river?" And the and the water had to be about sixty degrees. So anyhow, oh, that yeah. was that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It was a near swim experience on the Detroit River. Um, next time, I'm going to go on my pond for some perch. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I, I got to say, very altruistic of you to, uh, while you're in that situation, to be like looking out for your friends and you know be grabbing on to your buddy. I, uh, my wife and I went to um, Mackinac Island a few years back, and you have to you take the ferry over to the island. Sure, yeah, the Starliner. And they had held the ferries because there was a nasty storm surge coming in, huge, huge waves, like eight footers. Yeah, that's that's really. And they really calmed dangerous. down. They calmed down to about seven foot, and they're like, "All right, we're good to go." And I, I was like, "Are you sure? Because it looks like pretty bad out there." Yeah. They're like, "No, we're fine. We all loaded on. We got on that thing. We were getting tossed around. It's scary, like turbulence on a plane. Yeah. And the whole time, Brad." I, my wife's sitting next to me, my two friends are there, but my eyes are on the exit because you're inside that boat. And if it flips, I'm like, that's my goal. I'm, I'm yeah. watching the whole time. I'm like, I gotta, I'm going to have to push that guy down and I'm going to have to, I'm right. getting to that exit one way or another, my friend. Well, so the other, the other thing, the other factor in this is my father who, you know, he always says he's been cut on more than a Sunday roast. He has like um, he's had an elbow or a shoulder replacement. He has, he's had double knee replacements. So when he swims, he swims backwards. He, when he paddles his feet, he goes backwards in the pool. It's the most interesting. Man, somebody thing. hooked something up wrong last time they got into it. Right. Him. <laughs> but, but so I'm like, I'm thinking about him. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I know he's, t- he's tough as nails, but I'm thinking like, okay, that's going to happen. Rasul, I don't know what, we- anyhow, we made it back. Those four guys, anyways, Later on that day, the Detroit Free Press reports on capsized boat, four guys, mm. um, you know, had to be rescued, and uh, quite a day. Unfortunately, so, you know, we, that's one of those, maybe not an everyday thing, but that's one of those common life occurrences going out fishing. You don't think about it, but it is dangerous. I got One of my classmates that I graduated with uh, died in a fishing water, expedition. Water is undefeated. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, uh, I was glad to be back on the dock, and like I said, I'm going to go fishing on my pond for some bluegill next time. And just a bobber and a just worm. Just a bobber and worm, uh, yeah. And in my lawn chair. Anyhow, that's kind of my experience. I appreciate you um, humoring me, but I had to get out. I had to get that out. Um, if we caught a lot of fish, we probably wouldn't remember it. But because of that experience, we will never forget the Detroit River fishing. All right, uh, on to some of our news. So um, fourth grade fun day at Pine Ridge today. Uh, daughter was very excited today. They've, they've finished all their assignments. The fourth grade fun day is a big deal for the, for the Pine Ridge students, and I'm sure there's similar activities going on at every elementary school, uh, be it, you know, wear your pajamas or wear a spirit or we're going to do a balloon water, you know, balloon toss, what have you. Popsicles I, I think, and that sort I of think, thing with I this weather. I think Friday 
the last Friday of the school year at every elementary school is kind of like the day. And we got to hop back for two half days next week, but that's kind of uh, a formality. I think today's kind of like the big oh, yeah. crescendo. Those uh, are definitely the diminished returns, uh, those two days that are just half days yeah, at the end of yeah. the year. I, I agree. Great word. Law of diminishing returns on the, on the half day. So Pine Ridge Fun Day. Uh, girls on the run. I saw the. I went past uh, Ada Park the uh, on i believe wednesday and there was a girls on the run going on there went past the ymca saw a girls on the run event there and then yesterday i know that the uh, uh pine ridge girls were at the girls on the run at roselle park it was 88 degrees yep. my friends the marcos were participating in that i yeah, I, I saw she, them uh, miss marco runs that correct she does that yeah, meg marco well i i've, I've got to give a shout out to her that was a phenomenal uh, I should say she's one of a few people that run yeah, it. She's no, not the head. It's but, a whole group. But, yes. but what a wonder, and we've talked about it before, but what a wonderful program. And they did these loops, and each loop they got a, a, a bracelet, and then at the end they get this really cool um, metal, and they have their race bibs, and then they get a popsicle. And it's just this. So you had talked about Julia um, having run 5K since. I asked my daughter this morning, I said, hey, you want to do, do a, a fun 5K, run. a fun run or a 5K? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, like so, the I mean, Warrior Dash, she'd eat that yeah, stuff right, up, Brad. She's your kid. She'd love to do some obstacle courses, bear, I'm bear sure crawling of crawling and going through the mud. But that, what a, Girls on the Run, such a great program if you're, you're a young parent out there and you have a daughter i i very much encourage you to get them plugged into plugged yeah. into that program because it's not just track it is confidence it is empowerment it is physicality it's all it's everything goals. that kids need these days yes it is and what, every what a great day. program so that wrapped up um memorial day recap uh there was Memorial Day ceremonies uh, across the communities. I know that Lowell does a, a large area. Um, one of my neighbors, uh, Isaac Haywood, was out there for 21 Gun Salute, and they, they put on a, prog- a large program. Uh, Cascade, I was at the Cascade event. Such a nice, um, just a very nice ceremony that they put on. Uh, Grace Lesperance, who we had in the studio a couple of weeks ago, she spoke, um, a chaplain, uh, Army Chaplain uh, David Kennedy, he's also a member of the local uh, McDonald Osmer American Legion, spoke. He was the keynote speaker. And it was, and he just, uh, Mr. Kennedy hit on all the right notes. He talked about, um, and I think you've got to mark the year that we've been through and oh, kind yeah. of, and definitely touch on that. But the way he touched on it, it was so non, it was non political, first of all. And he talked about how. After every challenge that Americans have faced, we have come back together and we have come back stronger. And he talked about how this is such an example and now we need to come back together. There's been division. There's been turmoil and chaos. And now let's come back together you know, mend the, fe- you know, mend our, 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 our wounds, come back stronger, shake hands and move forward. And it was, you know, Mr. Kennedy, I, I don't know, he's probably in his, his in the mid sixties to, to early seventies and fantastic message for everybody in the audience cascade. And then, uh, Abby Wright, who uh, was a senior here, yes. she played taps on her bugle very beautifully, awesome. you know, brought a tear to everybody's eye and the local boy scout troop, they do the flag raising and flag lowering. And they had a, um, uh, Civil War reenactors do the 21 gun salute. Cool. So, it, it, what a nice ceremony for there. There, I could see a lot of uh, you know young folks uh, that came with their parents, a lot of elementary school students. So just a, and that's at the um, the local Cascade Library. So highly encouraged. In fact, I, I I've pulled out uh, past uh, Ada Cascade suburban newspapers mm-hmm. and I've looked at the old articles from that very ceremony from from past years. So pretty cool. 
That's awesome. You know, one of the one of my biggest regrets from the last year of uh, things being canceled uh, is our veterans uh, our Veterans Day assembly that we do here at school, which we've talked about in the past. But I'm glad that the veterans are getting the, the you know some of the accolades that they deserve. I wish they could have gotten the full you know stream of accolades that they deserve with the the Veterans Day assemblies and all those kind of honorifics. Yeah, and but uh, you know I'm glad that they that this event wasn't canceled. So many events have been canceled and are still somewhat being canceled. I'm glad they still put on the Memorial Day yeah, presentations. Yeah. I, I agree and it was it was a it was a great ceremony and not only that but speaking of non-canceled events uh, news came out that Ada is going to have their standard 4th of July uh, schedule. They're going oh, okay. to have a parade. They're going to have uh, events uh, around the around the village, and there's going to be fireworks. So uh, I know that Cascade Cascade's a pretty big operation. Their their parade is a is is a big, huge, yeah, long event, and then they put on the event near the the, the library. So we talked about that early, in an earlier episode how the logistically that just wasn't feasible. But Ada um, is able to. Um, was able to organize it and so if you're in the area and you're not up at the lake or out of town definitely encourage you to go into ada because ada is it's really taking shape with that riverfront and you have these restaurants there so there's there's a lot to be to be seen and done in ada during this fourth of july so that's really great news. you know the other nice thing about the memorial day holiday obviously it gives us a, a chance not just to honor you know our, our soldiers and our you know the freedom fighters but also it gives us a chance to have some family time so many of us get together and go you know camping or go to cottages or go and hang out with grandparents and get to uh, you know, put those docks in for the first time of the year and, you know, throw the cornhole bags for the first time and do right. whatever, you know, that, that chance to reconnect, which, frankly, we haven't had enough of, no. you know, for our own health and well-being. It was good to be able to get together with friends and family and be outside and be inside. And, uh, you know, it was it was beautiful. It feels like we're getting back to normal. We are. We are. And yeah, I, I agree, John. Memorial Day is a very special weekend. Um, I saw something online, and, and, and I agree with it. It's the most expensive holiday, um, the costliest holiday that, that we celebrate. Because paid for of, in human life. Pay, paid for in, in the service to our country. It's the last full measure of devotion that um, soldiers have given. And what's interesting is the, the local McDonald Osmer American Legion post is named after uh, two soldiers, one who passed, uh, McDonald and Osmer, uh, and, and and forgive me for not knowing which one had passed um, in which war, but World War II mm-hmm. and the Korean War, McDonald and Osmer uh, were local Cascade residents who died in, in those wars, and the post was named after them. And so kind of a neat uh, testament to them. And it, quite frankly, not to go off on a tangent, but if America's to make a comeback, and I don't know if it's the American Legion, but we need more organizations and involvement like that. And I, I don't know if you feel called to be a part of things like that. We're approaching 40, into our 40s. And those local organizations are really the stew and glue of our communities because people from various backgrounds, whether you're a plumber or a doctor or you own a local business or you're a teacher, you go to these organizations, be it the American Legion, be the Lions Club or the uh, Knights of Columbus or the PTO, and you go and, and, and you work with one another to solve common community, local problems and help and serve. And I think when you're serving others, you forget about 
the things that you don't have in common instead focus on the things that you do have in common. That's why I've always admired the, uh, the American legions and, um, you know, McDonald and Osmer, like I said, Memorial day, let's not forget, um, that it was a very costly holiday, but I agree with you. It, we, we get together with our families as a way to salute and, and, and tribute to those that uh, laid down their lives. Um, yeah, beginning of summer, though. Unofficial start to summer. All right. Beautiful. Um, Thank you. Anyways, uh, spring sport playoffs. Varsity softball beats tw- uh, EGR 21 to 4 in the district. Rushed them. Yeah, not, not a surprise. We were all hoping and anticipating that, but that's a beautiful, beautiful day for Are the girls. Are we going to get our softball game you know we're still in? working on it brad ken georges stepped in because I, I was trying to get in you know work uh through the softball team's coach and he i think like me is not great at returning emails or reading emails unless they're about yearbook uh, but uh so ken is going to start talking to the ladies themselves and see if we can get it going uh possibly next week we're gonna sh- we're gonna try to throw something together on monday afternoon if we can monday afternoon we're okay. talking like 2 p.m ish 1 30 or something like yeah, that yeah we'll see if we can throw some that's that's definitely a highlight and that's another one let's get that back let's get absolutely that, back. that should be part and, of our traditions um, rgso ranger girls soccer huge victory yesterday absolutely huge victory so after an uh, uh that was a I, big I, big I game man i don't want to say an upset win against Forstels northern but definitely like that rivalry game, huge district semifinal win uh, over Forest Hills Northern, puts him in the district finals against uh, Rockford. Rockford, as we know, is is good in just about everything, and so this was a huge game, one zero victory last night, and uh, couldn't be couldn't be happier for the for the Ranger girls. I mean, they they worked so hard. These girls put in a lot of miles and a lot of time, and their families are incredibly invested. And so this uh, this tacks on another district championship for the Ranger girls soccer, and they move on to the rain, uh, to the regional semifinals. Against, against, I think, either Portage Central or Portage Northern. Uh, Lax, uh, boys lacrosse, is in the state quarterfinals. They won their ninth consecutive regional championship. Um, can't wait. Led by uh, the likes of Crandall Quinn and John Tomchek and Coach Shira. They're going to be taking to the field here this weekend to fight it out in the state quarterfinals. And I know that their goal is nothing short of a state championship. And uh, they have an incredible legacy here and just wishing those guys a, a lot of success. And then last night, um, rugby victory. You know, I saw, I saw one of your players actually. Jeez, uh, name's slipping my mind right now. Um, I saw him at JT's after soccer practice. I went there with my coaching staff talking about the upcoming tryouts for our AYSO. And uh, he, he was limping very badly. I was like, hey, what happened? Did you get hurt in the rugby game? He said, no, I sat down for too long, and now my hamstrings hurt a lot. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to talk to your coach about a stretching routine. Yeah, you right. You it, shouldn't be lame from oh, sitting. Man, but I tell you what, those games are brutal and so much fun. And we had a, we had a tough season. It was a season of learning for me as a coach, uh, for the, the guys. I mean, we had 42 guys sign up. I'd say about 35 of them really you know, stuck around. And out of those 35, maybe one or two guys had actually played before. So literally, uh, like we're le- we're learning a new game, and we got we got you know we had a, we had a tough season. We played uh, a combined uh, Catholic and West Catholic team. Uh, West Ottawa, Rockford, Granville beat us up, but we came to this last game against the Kentwood Rugby Football Club, and man, we we wanted this victory. 
we wanted this victory really bad. Danny Dykstra. Danny Dykstra. Oh yeah, Danny, Danny had Danny, Dykstra. Danny had a great game and just one of those great seniors. It was it was so much fun because it was the last. I think it's the last game before the the home side stands open up, and it was it was the last event in our stadium this year. And so it was really great to get the victory, 70-0 to zero, uh, against Kent Wood. We also got a second game with our B-side players that got to get in and play a full game. So that was really cool. Just a, just a great culminating moment. And it's funny how one win can kind of erase all the other uh, problems. That's and, true. I mean, our guys were singing afterwards. They were you know, cheering and chanting. And the game ball went to Danny Broadberg, our trainer. Um, Salute to Danny Broadberg. It was her last game in Rangers Stadium as our trainer. Oh, really? I didn't She's know She's going to be moving on. I, I, I got to tell you, as, as a coach and an athlete, you have a lot of trainers throughout your career. She ranks as one of, if not the best. She, she is a phenomenal human being. She tends to, your, tends to the players. She does them right. She doesn't baby them. She gets them back on their feet, gets them back on the field, getting them doing what they like, like to do. And so yesterday we awarded the game ball to her. Every, every player signed it. And kind of an emotional moment for, for, for me and her and, and, and the whole team. So kind of a great culminating moment. Very proud of the Deadheads. So huzzah to the Deadheads. Nice season. Um, Ada Music on the Lawn. Wanted to talk about this. Another thing that is coming back. This is a great program. I don't know what the status of the beers on the bridge are or is right now. I haven't seen anything, but I did see the um, the music on the lawn is put on by the Ada Historical Society. It used to be right there by the Averill Historical Museum. It is now moved to that um, amphitheater, that outdoor amphitheater near the Ada General Store on mm-hmm. the Riverside. And that starts June 9th, Wednesday, and I believe it's at 6 or 7 p.m. Uh, don't quote me on that, but um, oh, did I see... Fourth no. annual? No, I did well, not. Well, no, this is, 20, anyways, this is an old. Anyways, um, that's going to be at the Ada Amphitheater, and I encourage you to check it out. They have you know, a variety of different bands from classic rock to country to blues to folk, and it's just a really neat program that runs every Wednesday throughout the summer. And now, like we said, I mean, it used to be where you'd go in downtown Ada, and there wasn't, there were some things, but there wasn't a lot that you could kind of grab some food and head out to sit on the lawn. Now you can go to Zayton or Gravel Bottom, or you can go run into the, uh, to the grocery store there into the, into the, uh, the Ada market and grab, grab some meals and, and just head out onto the lawn. So we need to make that. I, I don't remember if we addressed this in our previous episode, but that, that Ada and that whole community area, that needs to become a social zone. So people can just have picnics, grab food and beverages from those restaurants and go sit out on the lawn by the river and really turn that into a, a local gathering place. That I think this, that that'll be a catalyst for it. I agree with you hundred percent. And so very, very, um, much looking forward to going down to ada for music on the lawn it'll be a great it's family friendly it's great it runs i think 6 to 9 p.m and uh, i'll be there um this wednesday though i we have a pickup i'm still trying to rope you into it we're playing pickup rugby sevens with like the 30 and older crowd this could be disastrous john i might be hobbling into work yeah i'm I'm barely physical like in good enough physical shape to continue to play slow pitch softball at this point my quads are sore after a a rough run around the bags so to, to be fair though I've seen more injuries in Ada League softball than I have in various other events. That's true. Yeah. The, uh, in fact, the worst and sporting. That, that's where I learned that I need to stretch a lot more than when I was younger. Yeah, man. You need, oh, yeah. Because you go from like zero to 60. I've seen collisions between like first base and the catchers trying to catch a foul ball. Yep. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. So anyhow, uh, we also want to salute to Sue Vanderveen. 
Sue Vanderveen, who will be retiring um, at the end of this year. Sue is our English second language learners uh, teacher in the building, longtime uh, Forest Hills employee. She's uh, uh, an incredible human being and just does such a good job with the students that come to Forest Hills who um, obviously need to learn the English language in order to, I mean, I've seen her work with students who literally come to America who have zero English. Yes, I have had those kids in my classes and she and I have had to work uh, work together exhaustively to try to give them, you know, the the successful experience that we try to promise to all of our rangers. And she she, she does a great job. She's well read. She's well researched. She knows what she's doing. Uh, she also does a great job, Brad, of keeping the staff on our toes uh, and up to date when it comes to uh, cultural holidays. Like she's the one she who will reach out and say, "Hey, don't forget today is the start of Ramadan. Any kid who is Muslim uh, cannot is not going to be participating in any kind of uh, festivities that involve food, that sort of thing. Uh, festivals of light like Diwali. Uh, she, she's the one who sends that stuff out all the time. And I'm, you know, I, I consider myself somewhat uh, vested in diversity and trying to be more inclusive, but. She is, she's always reminding me of things that I yeah, have she, forgotten she's, about. She's so. so patient with those students and so on top of things. So congratulations, Sue. You know, you will be missed here in, in Ranger country and appreciate your many years of service and wishing you the best in retirement. Yep. Hopefully you have a great start to your summer. I know for certainty that, that Sue will be in uh, at the, the downtown location of Elk Brewing, occupying a stool, <laughs> doing what she loves to do. Uh, because she and I have spent some time there together Fantastic. enjoying her craft beverages. That's, she, that's she's a wonderful. huge fan of Elk Brewing, and uh, if she could have a sponsorship, that would be them. That's awesome. Um, and also, shout out to Kristen O'Brien. Kristen O'Brien. She's not leaving us, is she? No, Kristen O'Brien. I will is find not her right us. now. Kristen O'Brien uh, means so much to Ranger Country. Kristen. She is not only our technology help in the building this year with all of the Zoom and Canvas things oh. going on and, and, the, and the changeover to that. She's been incredibly helpful to all staff members, always available to help. She also runs a Winterfest, and this year was integral in the planning of that very um, complicated uh, broadcast and oh, yeah, snow which was sculptures, and which yeah, which was uh, really really fun for the kids and for us. And in Kristen, especially, she got a shout out from uh, Lisa Penninga, who was teaching virtually from home. Kristen um, would get Lisa's mail, deliver it to her room, keep her in the loop as to things going on at the high school, and just went that extra mile to keep Lisa you know, kind of connected to the, to the staff and to keep her connected with things going on in the building. And so, um, you know, thank you, Kristen, for, for everything that you you've done for, for students this year, for staff and all of the help that you've provided, uh, for, you know, to Ranger country. You know, I actually heard she does so much that we don't even, uh, think about sometimes all the things that she's doing, but I heard from her directly yesterday that there may not be an, a school store next year because there's not enough interesting interest from the students in the advanced marketing classes. Wow. So if you're, if you're interested, I'm a, I'm a graduate. I was a manager of the school store back in the day. Otis Spunkmeyer cookies, man. We, There's we never been a kid who took out. that class that regretted it. No, oh my gosh! So One that, of the best classes at FHC. That is a that is a fantastic class. There's so many great life lessons. You run a small business, and you they pretty much you know they guide you. Kristen guides you, but you're running that small business. And so. that store is like it's one of the hearts of the school during Absolutely. during fourth hour, fifth hour. That that is where all the kids are going to get their you know miscellaneous snacks yeah, iced and, tea and yeah. t-shirts and whatnot and uh you know on top of that Kristen and i have uh, an affinity for the office 
And yes, so, you guys do. Yes, that, she, that's to put it lightly. I, an I affinity, don't, I don't an know, obsession, maybe. I, I don't know if there's a bigger Office fan than me, but it, it, it is definitely Kristen. She's a bigger Office fan. So, uh, Office trivia, maybe on the next show. So, um, final shout out to Robin Demeester who uh, announced via email to staff last night, and I, so I think it's public, that she will be stepping aside as the theater um, director of plays and musicals next year. And she, she sent this email out, so we're going to have to go through her stats on the next uh, show. Oh, but yeah, she, extensive. I think it was 43. 20 seasons. 20 seasons, 43 musicals, plays, and productions and robin can't thank you enough you have made an incredible mark on fhc and all of the students who have have been in the musicals and the plays and the tony awards she had her tony awards last night that's where it was announced i know my own sister um caitlin kit lang she um uh, class of 03 she was dorothy in the wizard of oz back in the day and she, I mean, that's one of her favorite high school memories. So, John, yeah. just give us a little bit of the. Robin has uh, had 20 seasons of FHC theater. She's done 43 plays and musicals, 18 talent shows, nine improv shows, and 12 Tony nights. And uh, with a lot of fondness and a lot of laughs and thousands of work hours with many people, Sean Ivory, Andrew Poole, Kyle Black, uh, Jeff Tolar, Jeff Manders, so many people in this school Laura Styles work to make those oh, theater yeah, productions. The you know, Robin is is the voice or has been the voice of the theater department for a long time, but there have been a lot of people who make all that happen. Hopefully, someone will uh, be willing to step into that position and and take the helm of leadership. Yeah. I know it is a it is a high stress job. Yes. And although I am qualified with a a, a, a minor a in communications, yeah. I have no desire whatsoever to fill those shoes. Uh, nor will I, because your book is already yeah, sucking already my soul it. out. Do not throw your hat in the ring, John. Yeah. No, but uh, congratulations to Robin. You've made um, such an impact on FHC. And I've been to many of those productions, taking my daughters. I know many families do as well. So we hope you enjoy more time with your grandchildren and on your hobby farm and that you uh, enjoy your retirement from that aspect of, uh, of Ranger Country. And I know she's going to continue to teach uh, a theater class and obviously English. So, you know, enjoy some downtime with the family. Um, last thing before we sign off, though, uh, John, uh, we are making preparations for homecoming. And homecoming, Already? homecoming is coming back. Man, we start, we, usually you start like. Should we start building like, the bonfire like, right now? It's like off season, like the next day, right? No. Uh, so like Christmas, we got 364 days to plan. 2021 is happening. There's going to be a parade. I may be being a little cavalier here. There's going to be a tailgate. There's going to be a bonfire. We're working on Ranger Rumble. We're working on the assemblies, a tug of war. It's coming back. And here's a little thing. I'm so fired up from this. I, I want this to be just a huge hometown event. Um, this homecoming comeback, the comeback. Um, oh, is I, that going to be our shirt logo I, next year? I don't know, man. I may, have just, I may have just teased that Was out. Was that Anyways, a spoiler? Friday, September 24th is homecoming Friday. It's my 40th birthday. Oh, dang. So very fitting that this would come back on that day. I, I, would, I can think of nowhere better or no place I'd rather be when I turn 40 than in Rangers Stadium, looking up at the stands, seeing a packed crowd, uh, donning the shirt, and chanting, this is Ranger country. That, that's, I, I'm so looking forward to that moment. That is when we know we, are, we have made the comeback. That's amazing. So. I can't wait to see that. I hope it's the biggest tailgate of all time. I hope that we all just go out there. Anybody who is 
you know, so many of us have come to homecoming in some capacity or another throughout the years, and sometimes you'll miss right. a little bit here and there. You obviously never have missed a single moment. No. But if we could just get everyone in the community I to wanted, come together. I want it to be a hometown The biggest like, of all time. The biggest Ranger of all time. Comeback. The Ranger comeback. Anyways, uh, Ranger together. country comeback. Anyways, uh, that's our show today. So now we're going to send it over to uh, our interview with Ken George. We got Ken George in the studio, longtime teacher, longtime coach, and inspirational figure here in Forest Hill Central. So we're going to um, talk to Ken, talk about the different things going on with him. So, John, this yep. has been great. Uh, use good judgment. If you have to stop and think whether it's right or wrong, it's probably wrong, and nothing good happens after midnight. And we're heading over to Ken. All right. I always want you, as usual, to go out there, and I want you to be the change you want to see in the world, uh, assume positive intentions, and I cannot wait to hear this interview with Ken, even though I've already heard it because I was part of it. Enjoy, Rangers. Have a great time. All right. We got Ken George uh, with us for a special interview today. Uh, Brad, what are we going to ask this man, this legend of Forest Hills? Well, first of all, so great to be here with uh, Coach George, most inspiring teacher at Forest Hills Central. Um, and we got a lot of great teachers here, but Ken, you do a fantastic job uh, building programs, building up young people. Um, we're closing out the school year. What year is this for you, Ken? 27. Just finishing 27. up 27. 27 years. How much has FHC changed since you arrived back in the, what, mid, mid-90s? Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I don't know if it's really changed that much. I mean, students are students. I think the, you know, the cell phone and the... All those other things have changed quite a bit in the technology in the school or whatever. But kids are still kids, and kids need us. And um, I mean, a lot of teacher turnover and such. But I think I've changed. I mean, I was a baby. Probably less hair now than <laughs> yeah. you had back then. You think I'm so? I guessing. mean, I was a baby. I was single, and I was a baby when I started here. And now I'm a bald, grown man. You are, you know, <laughs> one of the tribunes of the staff, and uh, you know, a pillar in in our you know staff community ken for those of you that don't know he gets big b coffee every friday for the last three two or three years yeah, you've been, been, you've been getting coffee yeah. for the staff yeah. on fridays and usually hosts in his large room uh, at the other end of the building or it's it's rotated in the past uh, how'd you come up with that i mean Gosh, I don't remember. I think I just remember that we didn't have much time together as a staff. You know, teaching's a weird business. You, you close your door, you do your thing, and then all of a sudden you walk out and you run into another teacher, and you're like, geez, I haven't seen you since January. Yeah. So I just thought, yeah, way to get people together, and uh, Bigby's always been so supportive. They donate the coffee, and uh, yeah, I think it's been a good thing. You know, we had a slight pause due to this thing that happened for the last year and a half or so, but it's nice to be back at it and getting back together with it. It is. It's good. I never miss one of those Friday yeah. coffees. I always yeah. try to get down there just to, mm-hmm. you know, hang out and see who comes in. Like you said, it's a lot of people. Just, foreign language. How often do we get to see yeah. the foreign language department yeah. or the math? Somehow I never see the math department in my regular day. So. Yeah. Well, they say, you know, if you work on a separate floor, in your in your workplace you might as well work in a different state yeah and you will see that person about the same as you'd see someone from a different state true. and that's that's true i i believe it because i'll pass people in the in the office and say hey you still work here <laughs> hey, good to see you hey. rob Miedema, where have you been yeah uh, in my room rob, rob's over in my zip code so i, yeah. I we, we pass each other but but ken you came here as um an english teacher and a basketball coach talk a little bit about what you did with the Ranger Ball program and where you are now with basketball and hope. And, you know, what, what were the things, because you, you built a program that, uh, you know, when I was going through here, pack gyms, there's a, definitely mm-hmm. a brand, Georgia's Jungle. Talk about some of the things that you brought 
to, to Ranger Ball to FHC. And you, you kind of changed the game. Well, frankly, I appreciate right? that. I don't really know about that. But, yeah, I showed up as, a, again, just a baby. I was 24 years old and hired as the varsity coach, which I think would never happen nowadays. It was a different world back then, a little bit, 24. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to build something. I'd been a part of a good high school program and a solid college program. I wanted to, uh, I don't know, just build something the community would be proud of and that the – the, the players would be proud of and that people would come support. And uh, I had a lot of good players. <laughs> I, I don't know if you noticed that in the coaching world. You, You're a heck of a lot better when you have good players. So yeah, I, had a lot of, I had a lot of good I'm players. Gonna, I'm going to challenge that point. Yeah. You know, you, you, you took, you know, quite frankly, you know, upper middle class, middle class suburban school, and you we were always – Know, fighting for an OK White championship or in the district finals. And there were years where you were in the Elite Eight and you were, you know, at the state finals and you kind of took this this suburban neighborhood school and turned it into this perennial powerhouse. Yeah, well, quite I appreciate frankly. that. Yeah, we had a way that we played. We had a, a plan. It was consistent. Um, started with young people, you know, and I think young kids would come to the games and sit up in the bleachers and see the pomp and circumstance around it and see the excitement and feel it and be like I want to go home and practice like I would like to do that someday yeah. you know and then also just to have my boys as a part of it was oh, phenomenal I was you gonna know, ask from, you yeah from I mean as soon as we could carry Jordan in in a car seat and sit him down you know next to my wife and the buzzer go off and he'd freak out when he was you know <laughs> zero, zero years old uh yeah then he sat on the bench and then they both sat on the bench they were ball boys and then they made the freshman team and that you know and I Live the dream of all dreams right there, you guys. I mean, to be able to have my kids grow up in it and then be in it and then graduate from it and now one of them coaching it. I mean, are you kidding me? And you, know, you guys went out yeah. together, right? Yeah. And, and Tyler and I left uh, the program at the same time. And it really, it was a lifestyle for 25 years. It was a lifestyle. My wife was 100% all in. And uh, you can't do that without a wife that's all in. I mean, you just can't without you a wife guys that's all in. Were forgive me, undefeated regular season that final year. Correct? Uh, we or, were, or you went, you lost the first game, yeah, and then yeah. and then won all of the rest. Yeah, of Yeah, we had games. a couple early losses. We had two, we were zero and two, and didn't know if we'd ever win again. To be honest with you, and then we ended up uh, winning a bunch in a row. Yeah, and had a and good little run and um, great run. Yeah, yeah. I remember sitting in the gym the last day. You know, after the last loss, the district loss that ended it all. And I knew I had known all year that I was out. Um, but no one else knew except my family. And, uh, yeah, Jordan, you know, and Ty sat down with me on the, on the bench, and I looked at, holy cow, like this, is, like this is a lifetime of things that are coming to an end right now. So it was weird. Yeah. We had a good cry on the bench and then walked out together. And now, yeah, next stage. That is next fantastic, stage. Coach. And so now, you know, talk about what's going on with basketball. And you've got a, a successful camp program. You're coaching again. You're back in the coaching yeah. ranks after a short stint as an official yeah. uh, in the Stripes. Talk about that. Yeah, just coaching my son at Hope, uh, Hope called, and uh, we kind of had some mutual interest and thought I'd jump back in. Had a couple of really fun years of officiating and loved it, loved it. Um, and uh, I don't yeah, believe but, you. I, I've never had fun officiating. Oh, my God. You don't like it, life. John? You really don't like it? It's a thankless job. Oh, it is. But, gosh, you know, I think I loved it because I was so not good at it initially, and it was another part of a game that I loved that I just didn't get really very well. And then I started to kind of get okay at it. And it was, you know, to be 51 years old and learning a new gig, but it was still kind of in your area of interest, but was hard. Like, it was good for my brain, good for my body. It just was good. It was good. But anyway, back in the coaching gig, coaching my son. He'll be a senior at Hope. 
really excited to be doing it. It's different to be an assistant. Being an assistant's different. There's pros and cons. So I've uh, maybe like the two of you have some control issues. I do. Oh yeah, I know what I, you're talking about. I, so I, like you, I became a head coach at 24, yeah. and I know no other. Yeah modality yeah. than yeah. being the head coach and kind of yeah. having to make those calls and yeah. kind of taking things by the reins. And yeah, I, I'm sure I, I kind of <laughs> wish I'd been an assistant coach at some point, yeah. but uh, so talk about hoop smart and I see your hoop smart. I was at frosty boy uh, mm-hmm. last weekend mm-hmm. and there's a hoop smart sign mm-hmm. and they're everywhere. So yeah. talk about your, your well, camp system coach. Yeah. Every teacher's got a side gig, right? I think That's every right. teacher's got or a side several. gig. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, summer we run a variety of camps through my Ken George basketball program and yeah, uh, hoop smart and West Michigan guard Academy. I also do a coaching clinic i do individual training so yeah it's uh, another way to give back and also uh my kids get to coaching it i yeah it's a it's a pretty busy summer you know i think some people walk out of this building and then their summer is they go sit on their deck the whole time and and uh the look on my face when i walk out of this building on the last day of school is like okay here we go time it's to go busy, it isn't it? yeah it's yeah. different but i love it and i'm thankful that i am allowed to do it and can do it and and so now you're on your second book right you're 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 writing you're authoring yeah, your second book out. Two out already. There, oh, there's two out. Yeah, okay, because I read your first book, yeah. and your and the title was. I don't remember. Uh, oh, come on. I don't oh. know the the it, something about building championship programs. I don't know. They're it's, both on Amazon. It's, it's a great uh, ten read. commandments of building a championship. So program, if I just get I on Amazon, I search Ken yeah, George. Ken George and the basketball book. I don't know, but anyway, any yeah, coach out there yeah. could benefit from reading it because it's applicable to not just basketball. I mean, there's things in there that I went right over my head, but reading it as a wrestling coach, there's yeah. there's things that you can pick up on. If you coach youth soccer or anything oh, yeah. that you can take and glean off of that book and, and, and apply it to your own program, yeah. coaching yeah. is a coaching is a thing. You know, you're you're either a coach or you're not. You can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's an art form. It doesn't matter what the sport is. Obviously, there's idiosyncrasies based yeah. on your sport, but it's coaches are coaches. Yeah, it's yeah. a uni- universal. Uh, I agree, and uh, I think teaching's like coaching, and I would Agreed. I would say running a business is like coaching. I really think you and I had a few people read the book and say I'm using these things in my office. Like this works with my staff, right? So, right. I, mean, I think there's a lot of things that you. So can do successful there, so. author added to the list of accolades, and then you're coming fresh off of something called FHC Inspires. Talk about um, what that is, how that came about, because this is like a this is a big program that you put on at the end yeah. of the year and it's mm, thanks it's life-changing and i'd it's like changing, it to be bigger it's changing the whole sophomore curriculum yeah. for all the kids <laughs> it really year. is it's yeah. it's a rite of passage now yeah it's a rite well, of passage it's uh yeah about three years ago we were giving ted talks in my class i'm, I'm big about public speaking like i know you guys are as yeah. well and then uh, i just thought that they were so darn good that we needed to have an evening program we needed to have parents see what the kids were doing started it three years ago and people showed up like parents came and some kids came and so now it's uh, in school. All sophomores next year will give a TED Talk. And then at night, we pick the best and we put on a show. We had it at the Fine Arts Center for the first time last week. And or was that early this week? I don't even know when that was. I think it might have been early this week. It, I don't right? know. It's anyway. Friday because I have a spirit yeah. shirt on and I have coffee there in my you cup. Go. And that's so it. it uh, yeah, and it was great. We had a lot of people in the building. Uh, I'd, I'd love it to even be bigger. We had 18 sophomores pour their hearts out on stage. And for them... For those 18, it's a life change. It's something they will never forget. Without a doubt, they'll never forget it. And I do think there are some people in the audience whose lives were changed by their message. So it's a, I think it's a really cool thing. I would love for even more people to come to it. But um, for the kids involved, it's uh, it's something that goes down in their list of things in high school they'll always remember. So I, I think it might have been your first year doing it, but I was invited to be one of the staff yeah, speakers. Yeah. And um, 
for me, it was it was a huge moment to 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 sit backstage and watch and listen. Very emotional. Yeah, it was very emotional mm-hmm. for those students to see them pouring their heart out. They had practiced. I mean, it mm-hmm. was it it felt like a TED talk. It felt. I mean, yeah. it's a very professional production. You have a poster that goes out. There's a lot of marketing involved yeah. with that. So, congrats on Thank on you. your third. Yeah. That's your third. It's our third. Yeah. You know, I think the best thing about it, you guys know, because you're the best teachers in the building, Get is I think when you can merge. Like I think these kids have a few lives. They have their school life. Oh, that's a school thing i'm doing they have their their online life and then they have their real life with their family whatever and i think anytime you can merge those a lot of times things that kids do in school that's a school thing i'm going to do it hand it in get a grade and then i'm going to move on with my real life um i feel like fhc inspires really merges those lives Amen. like all of a sudden they're outside and their family's there you know they're outside of school presenting their family's there they're nervous. It just merges all these lives. And you see, you're right. It's emotional. I mean, there's people crying before, yeah. crying after. And, and that's that's when you know that what you're doing is not just a school thing that I'm going to hand in. That's that's life. And, it's authentic. Uh, it's pretty awesome. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, so congratulations on that. And at the Fine Arts Center, that's, yeah. that's incredible. It was a great venue. Um, great venue. Coach, what's your favorite thing about Ranger Country or favorite things, would you say? Oh, gosh, what is it? I, you know, I just love relationships with you guys and relationships with, with the kids. And that, um, you know, I walk through Forest Hills Foods. It happens to you. And it, but, I mean, the only thing that happens to me is the people that pass me by and say, hey, I had you in class. They're 47 years old. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the people that pass you by and say, I had you in class are like 23. But but anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're in their thirties, my friend. <laughs> yeah, they're getting to their thirties now. So yeah, right. yeah, you know when I run into a forty-five-year-old, just the other day, took my car into the shop, and the guy sitting there is like, "I had you ran into a thirty-three-year-old with your car." I, I did. I, yeah, it was a, nudged him, <laughs> and he said, uh, "Yeah, he's like, I had you in class, and, I, and it's uh, and I remember this, and you know, so that's that's pretty amazing. It's a it's a unique job. Yeah. You guys know this is a unique job because our product is people. Our product's not a thing. True, and it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, we're in the people business. And and when we get to see them down the road, it's just yeah, usually it's cool. that's the payoff when yeah, we see yeah. them as functional yeah. adults. Out in the world so, so cool. this year i know you're 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 mr positive so what are some silver linings uh or takeaways that we should keep from this year yeah. um that you think was some good that came out of this yeah this whole yeah and, and you know i just feel like and it's not just us everybody went through it i feel like there's there was a little bit of uh you know, let's not do exams or let's not do this or let's not do that because of everything we went through. I'm pretty proud that this last part, the, I don't know, since, I don't know, what's it been? Six Spring weeks, break. eight weeks or yeah. whatever, that we're going at it and we're teaching and yes. they're all here and we're taking exams and we're plowing through and and that we rose up and that we fought through and didn't make excuses for anything. That um, I just feel like it, it was pretty easy to say, well, we can't because of whatever. And I thought that with FHC Inspires. Could have canceled it. Easily could have been. And no one would have batted no, it out. Everyone would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, can't, had to cancel it, just like everything else has been canceled. But I think we, um, as a school, have stepped up and, and we are, uh, you know, we, we plowed through and uh, showed a lot of resilience. We made it. We overcame. We did. And uh, Coach, uh, thank you for being here today. You, you inspire us. I always tell the students, Ken George is my teaching hero. So great to have you in the in the studio today. And coach, you deserve a a few days on the deck this summer. <laughs> you better take a couple of we'll days. I know you won't. We'll do uh, it. We've got some bags we're going to throw here in in, in about it. a week, right? We're going to have some cornhole. And yeah. uh, appreciate your time. We know you're a busy guy. So um, one thing you're doing this summer that you're excited for. Oh, we'll, let's uh, see. I'm going to listen to every podcast you've done. I'm excited <laughs> for that. I think that what you guys are doing here with this is the coolest thing. And I, when I cut the grass, I listen. And I've listened to a few. I just haven't cut the grass enough. And I'm going to listen to them all start to finish because this is, this is cool what you're 
you're doing for our community. So well, you're saying that because that. you were one of the people who thought of doing it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you were the one that said you should do this. No, but we know you're incredibly uh, it's busy. awesome. So I'll do it. Coach, thank you for being here. All 27 right, years yeah. in the book. All right. Appreciate all that yep. you do, my friend. I yep. appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thanks for okay, the coffee. Have a great day. Thanks, Ken.